Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to try told, try told him I'm a beast, bud. What's up, gang? Welcome back to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. And people I want to coach, people, some of the traits and some of the types of folks that I, that I want to coach. And I have the blessing and the privilege to lead tons of people. I want to lead all the people, even the difficult people, even the people with challenges. Sometimes I think that, um, you know, it gives me an opportunity to do God's work and, and to make a difference in these people's lives. So I don't mind it. But the people that I just love the coach, man, that I, that I could just pick out and say, I, I just want to put more time into this person, have some of these traits. They execute the small details. So I just, as I'm sitting here, I got a text message from a, a young man that I'm, that I'm working with, that I develop, that I try to give time to. And he says, hey, just want to let you know, I just ran that meeting you told me to run on Monday so you see that I'm executing. That's the things that I like to see is executing the small details. You know what I mean? Some people you got to remind them. Some people, they turn you into a chief reminding officer, a CRO as opposed to a CEO. You got to remind them all the time. And that's fine. As a leader, you just got to get used to it. You're just going to have to be a CRO. You got to remind people. Because once you got people that move into a different category of discipline, you still got the other people that, that, that need to be reminded, okay? But the dogs, they don't need it. Like, I'm talking about, we're talking about a one percenter, fraction of a one percenter that's not just going to make plays today, but it's going to make plays 10 years from today. Execute the smallest details that you coach them on and make an effort to. Those are the type of people I like to coach. People that make themselves available, those are the people that I like to coach. So, so in, the, in the beginning phases of coming into this business, I'll give you an example. I lived right next door to the office, okay, in the, in the business that I was in and in, in the business I'm still in, but as a salesperson, brand new, don't even know what's going on. I live right next to the office, less than five minutes. We'll call it five minutes. Now, my mentor who didn't just walk in and say, I'm going to be your mentor completely, give you everything all the time, 24, whatever you, whatever you need. I had to earn that because there's other people that yearn for that. There's other people that want that person's time and that person's time only got so much time. So how do I stand out? Well, he lived, call it 25 minutes away from where I was at. 20, 25 minutes. So I would meet him at the gym at like 6 a.m. But I would drive when I had a perfectly good gym right next to me. I would drive 25 minutes, 20 minutes to meet him, work out, drive all the way back to my apartment, shower there, drive to the office and make it there usually 8 a.m. So when I say make themselves available, 
I understand down the road and all, but like when you're in the beginning phases in stages, you got to make yourself available if your coach has time for you. I'll meet you at midnight if I have to. I'll meet you at five in the morning if I have to, six in the morning if I have to. I'll meet you on the weekend. I'll, I'll drive your car if I need. If, if the only way I can get time with you is to drive your car around, I'll drive your car around if I could just get a little bit of time with you and pick your brain. I'll drive further than I need to to work out with you earlier than I need to to work out with you if it's better for your schedule just so I can get around you and start to get some of greatness around. I'll do whatever I need to do to make myself available. I'll move schedule around. I'll move some things around. But if somebody gives me the opportunity and I'm in the beginning phases of building something and, and, and I want to be coached, I'm going to make myself available whenever that person is available. Okay. The next type of person that I love to coach. Okay. This doesn't mean that I'm not coaching the other people. I have to coach the other people. And sometimes it comes over time, but I'm telling you the people that I just like to coach, they got discipline. They got discipline to say no to things that they want to do that are against what's going to help them get to the next level, whether it's drinking, drugging, partying, girls, boys, staying up too late, whatever it is, they got the discipline to say no to the stuff that's about to hinder them from going to the next level. And the discipline to execute the hard things that I coach them on that they don't want to do. So basically, I guess I'm talking about coachability right now is, is they have the discipline and the coachability to say yes to the things that they don't want to do. The things that separate people are the, are the, the things that you do that you don't want to do that are going to get you to the next level. The things that stand between where you're at and where you want to go. There's a plethora of things that you need to do that you ain't going to feel like doing. It's going to take you to the next level. That you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable doing those things. Because that's what's going to take you to the next level. So we love coaching the people that got the discipline that are going to say yes to doing the stuff that they don't feel like doing. That are going to be coachable to doing the things. that they Like there's people that are coachable. Only up until you tell them to do something that, ah, I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to do that. As a coach, you find a way to navigate around that, right? So, all right, this player really don't want to do that. So I'm going to put him over here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make adjustments for the better of that person, for the better of the team. But really, it hinders that person. Because if you were just coachable, regardless of what you want to do and just execute that, you're probably gonna get, get gonna be better. I'm just talking about my experiences of having a good coach coach me and me coaching others, and I'd like to think that I've done a good job coaching other people and I know what the hell I'm doing. And so if that person gives me that level of coachability, we can move mountains. But if I gotta force you, remind you constantly to get the things done that you don't feel like doing, we're gonna be capped off. We're gonna be limited. And I think what 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 messes people up is 
That's why we say success is a bad teacher. When you have success and you don't listen completely, you start to form a habit of not being coachable and not listening, and your talent takes you to a certain level because you're talented. So I think we've all played or been around people that didn't listen to the play call as much. They didn't do the workouts as much. They didn't do, but they had success. And so what it does is it confuses people that follow them because they're thinking, well, this person's getting success and they're not doing these things, but you have no idea how bad of a platform you're walking people towards because you're going to max out on your talent level. Their talent level might not be as good as yours. And if they're not listening to being coachable, they may not make it. You could not and, and make it to a certain level, but you don't realize you're getting hindered. You're only making half the money you could be making or a quarter of the money because you're not listening and being coachable at the levels because your talent had given you some success. So you think, why would I listen to this? Because I'm already doing a pretty good job. I'm already having some success. Well, good is the enemy of great. And great is the enemy of Hall of Fame. Which one do you want to be? And so I, I think discipline is one of them. And then that dog. I love coaching people that got that dog in them. The dog in them, I'm not talking about who's like rock'em, sock'em, the toughest person in a fist fight. I'm talking about that dog in a fist fight with life. Because I know people that can fist fight, but life kicks their ass all the time. They can't move because they can't get through the adversity and obstacles of life. And because they can't handle the adversities and obstacles of life, they resort to doing things over here that continuously pull them down because they ain't got that dog. They're mixing up physical toughness. That's only part of it. Being physically tough, that, that could be a part of, of, of being a dog, but that ain't it. Like there's, there's women that I know that got that dog. A lot of them. My mom got that dog. Well, she's five foot tall. She's 60-some years old. If it was all measured off of who could win in a, in a bar fight, that, that ain't like, I'm talking about she got that dog because she raised a, a, a kid as a single mom in Youngstown, Ohio, on the east side of Youngstown, Ohio, with multiple jobs, two, three jobs, go to night school, work on the weekends, work evenings at the mall, find a way to still be a mom, find a way to still get me to practice, find a way to deal with a badass kid, find a way to do all these things and not mentally break down with no money and can't pay the bills. But keep on pushing, keep on finding a way to be positive, keep on finding a way to do better for your kid, keep on finding a way to get the work done, keep on finding a way to do this, finding a way that that dog. And there's people out there that don't have half of that dealt to them and they're breaking down crying because their girlfriend broke up with them or their boyfriend broke up, bro, broke up with them. And it's okay to cry. The difference is how long are you crying, how long are you down? The dogs, they cry, but they cry to keep going. The people that ain't dogs, they cry, they cry to quit. The dogs, they get knocked down, but they get right back up. They get knocked down seven times, they raise, they raise up eight times. Those without that dog, they get knocked down and they leave.
People with that dog, they do the hard things. People with that dog, they do, that's what I'm talking about. It goes hand in hand. They do that. They do the hard stuff that they don't feel like doing that's going to get them that result, that dog. They embrace challenges. They look for challenges. They have mental toughness. They got, now we, they may have levels of that to where you as a coach, you got to bring them up. They can't come in your hands already ready made or that maybe they wouldn't be with you. You got to, but at the core of them, they got some dog to work with. Love coaching those people. Grateful people. Come on, coaches out there. You know what I'm talking about. Don't it drain your energy when you coach people and they just are ungrateful? Ungrateful. I like coaching people that are grateful. I try myself to be somebody that is grateful to my coaches because I plan on having coaches and people that can help me in certain areas of my life until the good Lord takes me home. Whenever that is. But up until that time, if I'm blessed with 100 years, if I'm blessed with 90, if I'm blessed with 50, whatever the Lord blesses me with, I plan on having a coach and a mentor for areas of my life for the rest of my life. And whoever gives me that and gives me their time, I want to humble myself like a child and show them gratitude. How can I serve you? How can I show how grateful I am to you? And very few people are, show gratitude, show that they're grateful, or they will for a moment till they get what they want, and then they get results, and then they forget how you coach them, how much you help them, and they lose that gratitude. They lose being grateful. They start, they get the disease of me. It's all me. It's all me. You should be lucky that you can coach me versus an entitlement attitude. Instead of having an entitlement attitude, they have a, gr a grateful attitude. I'm just grateful. Love coaching those people. Which one are you? Note takers or money makers. This is this is one where, you know, I don't think people naturally come in with, you know, a lot of times coach, you know, you can learn this behavior and coaches can help you learn this behavior. But we say note takers or money makers. And so I love coaching people that are note takers. Because it shows that they're paying attention to the details and that it shows that they could duplicate what I'm doing. What I'm saying, like I'm in a duplication business. So I want to I wanna be multiplying my time to where I'm giving time to somebody, but I know that they're taking notes. And so those notes they can go back and use and they could teach 10 other people. They could teach people 100 times with the notes that I've given them. Multiplication, we can continue because note takers are money makers. So note taking during the details. I love coaching people like that. I love coaching people and I want to coach people that are willing to work on themselves. Like there's, there's groups of people where they're willing to, to work hard and they do a lot of things right and they get results and it's all good and all that. How can you not love people getting results? 
So I do, I like coaching those people too. The results. But sustained results over time that's going to lead others into the right direction because, see, our mission here is to develop people not just financially. It's to develop them mentally. And it's to develop them physically. And it's to develop them spiritually. To take care of the whole person. That's the mission. So if I can get a leader that, that, that is willing to lead people on that mission, the impact that we could have on other people where we use a business, use the business as a platform to really just impact and touch people's lives. The byproduct of that is some of those people will, will touch our lives by taking the business to the next level. But the ones that don't, I just want to touch their lives and let them wherever they end up going say that, man, we're better because we were there. And so I want to be able to coach people that are willing to work on themselves. They're willing to pour into themselves because how can you pour into others if you can't pour into yourself? You know, the example we use is, you know, here this water's 33.8 fluid ounces. So that's the capacity. I could pour some of this out. I could pour that out and I could, I could probably give enough water to four people to have eight ounces. And that's my capacity. I couldn't give 10 people 10 ounces. I would need 100 ounces. This only got 33 ounces. So how could I possibly pour more into you if I don't have it myself? And I think people miss that, that the the bigger you want to be, the bigger you got to become. The more people you want to impact, the bigger you got to become. But you got to become bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. Like most people don't work on nothing. But if they work on anything, like a lot of people, they just work on their body. Like I say mind, body, spirit. They think it's body, body, body. They're big on the outside, but they're little on the inside. Their mindset, their spirit their internal being. Those are the things that last. Those are the things that matter. Those are the things that will build character for the long haul for people. And so I just love coaching people that are willing to pour into themselves. Books, audio books, YouTube, podcasts, church, read the word, whatever it is for your faith. Just grow something spiritually. Exercise, work out. You got one body. Your health is your wealth. Take care of your health, your body, all that. I just love people that are willing to pour into themselves. And then I, you know, I'll take it a step further and tell you, and most, I, I get it. You know, most people won't do it. And I used to take it more personal than I do now. But early in the morning is when I think it needs to get done. Is before you start working with others, so even if it's, you know, like, let's say you're on a, a club industry or, you know, so you're up till two, three o'clock in the morning because you own a nightclub or, you know, whatever. If you ain't got to get back in there to start dealing with people till 5 p.m., that's different. Or if you ain't got to be there till one o'clock, you know, the, the time's different. But I guess we, we could say before you start working with other people, you should have worked with yourself. 
and 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 I think it's you know it takes a couple hours you know to me from the time I wake up to the time I start officially like I'm serving other people now that, that's a three hour window I think of pouring into my from wake up to drinking water to getting the right things in me the right nutrition in me the right amount of hydration in me probiotics you know prayer time exercise get dressed take a shower shave read listen all the like that whole process you know i'm thinking that's a that's a a three-hour deal to work on myself before i start working with others because now i have a bigger capacity instead of this 33 ounce thing of water i got a big old big thing of water and I could just pour a little bit into everybody. I could pour a lot into you, a lot into you, a lot into you. And then I just got to keep filling myself up so I could keep giving to myself, keep filling myself up in knowledge and inspiration so I could keep giving of myself and keep giving to myself. And I could take the natural blows that come with the day and the natural hardships or people throwing up on you or needing help or needing you to be there for them. And all these things come with your ability to be willing to work on yourself. Okay. Remember, at some point, everybody's a player and everybody's a coach. In the same measure that you're coachable, you, you got you to gotta think of it this way, okay? Ask yourself, would you like to be coached by you? Ask yourself, the way that you act towards your coach are you cool with that if people act that way towards you? Like the way that you act towards your coach, would you say, man, I wish everybody on my team acted that way? Are you doing these things? When it's game time, you stepping up. You got that dog. You showing gratitude. You being coachable. You implementing everything. You taking notes. Positive attitude. Working hard. Doing. It. Are, are you that person to where you're like, yeah, if everybody on my team was like me, from a coachability standpoint, and I'd be happy, then you're on the right track. But if you're honest and do a self-evaluation, you gotta evaluate yourself. Doing self-evaluation and you're like, yeah, these things, to be honest, if, I, if somebody did that to me and I was their coach, I would be frustrated. Because sometimes what ends up happening is you don't understand whether it's karma or whatever it is, but the type of player you are to your coach, when it becomes your turn to be a coach, it seems like that ends up happening to, to you as a coach and then you those players do it to, to that person and they don't like it. It doesn't guarantee that everybody's going to follow that lead, but the more that you act the way that you want somebody to act like coachability to you, the more you submit yourself and do that to your coach, the more people will end up doing that to you because you're teaching them by example. You're leading them by example how to be coachable and how to operate with a leader and with the coaches. And if you show them the opposite, it backfires on you, which all starts with you not pouring into yourself mentally and spiritually. It means you're not growing internally enough. So you're, 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 you're providing leadership that's insecure. Okay. So be a player's coach to the coaches and be a coach's player to the players, we all wear both of those hats typically at, at, at different times of our life. So um, just as always, want to thank you guys for your time. If there's anybody that you know that could benefit from this message, could you just take a moment? I know everybody's busy. We're in a rush, but 
means a lot to us if the only payment you know we give back to the deal is just sharing it with other people so we can make a, a bigger impact okay we appreciate you hope hopefully you have a great week let's make it that way set the tone set the tempo be coachable be the best player that you could possibly be to your coach this week and we just want to thank you for joining us on another episode of the grind cast get ready it's a new day Oh! <laughs>